0: If New Balance only made one running shoe, it would be the 1080. It is their best running shoe, period. With fine-tuned underfoot cushioning and an overall streamlined look, the Fresh Foam X 1080 V12 represents a subtle but impactful evolution of the flagship Fresh Foam running shoe. The 1080 offers a supportive, second-skin style fit with an engineered hypo-knit upper for a more streamlined overall design.
1: out that your skin can bring you so much pain. Now I hear you say you got the best of both ways.
0: Won't you come and take
1: Welcome to episode number 234, the Inside Rain Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another week. Big show coming at you this week. There's news out of uh, Hamburg, the marathon over there. Some news out of Japan with our female half marathoners racing over there. Some uh, Run the Tan news, listener question, moose on the loose. A bit of news in uh, what's coming up as well. So thanks for giving us some of your attention for another week. If you're out on a run, hope that uh, we can keep you company for the next hour or so. Boys, welcome to this week's show. Julian Spence, Dan Anglesey, how are you going?
2: Going well, mate. Going well. Still still care about running. I do. So I'll be valuable, hopefully. Now I'm like trying to justify being here.
1: I actually had some mates tune in last week for the first time to the podcast. Oh, and, yeah? And they were going like, why Why is one of the guys talking about bike riding?
2: Like, yeah. what's
1: going on there? I'm like, he's like, I thought you were all runners. And I'm like, he's good at slagging off people later on in the show, so just skip his week if he gets talking about that. Best I don't, runner I don't on think the show. I don't think they'll tune in again, but but it was good to have <laughs> it for one week.
2: Oh, Best runner on the show, best cyclist on the show.
1: Best marathon PB on the show, that's about it, I reckon. Most Australian singlets are on the show. Mm, Give you that yeah. one. My uh, the co-host. Probably
2: smartest bloke on yeah,
1: the show. IQ's pretty high. Best businessman on the show, maybe. Give you that. My mm, the co-host certainly... up in Canberra. Uh, it's race week for him. Moose Bradley Croaker, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks, Brady. Sort of uh, lost track of what day it is with school holidays, public holidays, but I'm pretty sure I've got to go back to work this week. Yep. Yeah. what are you
2: the school's best school's back on Croaks.
1: Croaks. 1500.
2: Oh yeah, best short man. Dodge and races. Oh, best fashion on the field, guy. Dodge and reckon. races,
0: Brady. I think I've beaten you every time we've raced. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe you want me to dodge a few more. Richest
2: guy on the show. Richest guy.
1: Probably yeah. does the least work
2: pays' his house up, pays his house off just with spare change
1: anyway what's going on up there croach you nervous about this weekend
0: uh not really no not up and no. about no, I'm all right yeah body's good feeling it's... feeling good tell us about the week the week leading into race week uh yes it did our on Monday morning four thirteens, and then that afternoon jumped on the treadmill for 35 minutes uh, must have had it on like 12 or oh, somewhere between like 12 and a half 13k now so like 440s um, oh no sorry that was nice no, so I only ran once on the Monday that was Tuesday morning I did the treadmill run and um like I had I was obviously on school holidays and it was one of those days where you get out of bed in the morning and like I preferred doing afternoon sessions because my body definitely moves be- better in the afternoons um, but I had all day to do a session and so I decided oh no I'll do a treadmill run this morning and then I'll feel better in the afternoon and then I'll go and do my session and that feeling of just like you get to sort of lunchtime and you're like oh shit I should have just trained this morning because the session would have been over and I could have like really just relaxed so ended up yeah going out tuesday afternoon for my session which ended up being like quite enjoyable actually like bit of light rain temperature was good no wind Uh, so that was my hill session so i did two sets of eight hills um yeah the hills take me around 40 odd seconds jog back down in about 70. Uh, after i do eight of them i give myself three minutes recovery and then i do another set of eight so i hadn't done this session for about a month and definitely felt a lot stronger than the previous time I did it um yeah felt felt really good so um, I I find like I hate I hate hill sessions but bloody hell they're good like it it sort of it set me up for the rest of the week like every run the rest of the week felt awesome because you're just so activated and and everything everything feels easy after you've run hills you're so activated yeah yeah Yeah. yeah never heard that never heard that before
2: so activate, I've heard about almonds.
0: Yeah. So, your mu- yeah, your muscles are activated, yeah? You uh, mean like
2: anyway. it's, uh, no, no, well, talk talk me through this. So is this is this like a neuromuscular, like, activation? Is this what you're talking about?
0: Yeah. Like, okay, you're recruiting more muscle fibers. And so, like, even the cool down, like, the cool down feels amazing because you're running on a flat surface. You've been, yeah, like, it's almost like, okay, you're going to do a weight session, right? So, like, you've, I don't know. 50 kilos right not that i could bench press 50 kilos but then you lower the weight and you start doing bench press then you feel you feel amazing because you've put your body through so much extra load doing the 50 kilos that when you start doing 20 it feels feels amazing yeah but you'll be so sore the I next day hills, yeah, yeah. Like I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't sore from the hills but like that that's the feeling cat. You know, you know that feeling where something heavy and then you go back to something lighter and you just feel so much more efficient at it I,
2: I, I know what you're saying for sure. Like <laughs> I, I understand that um, but the, the rest of the week like you just Part of that is like muscle damage. and being sore and sluggish for me anyway Yeah
1: You've Triggered like, the
2: internet. The fact that they were short. Yeah. His internet's fucked. You've
1: got him worked up and it's triggered the internet <laughs> Um, oh. I don't know, so... He's, he's got your croaks, you can't hear.
2: Nah, I've worked it. I've worked... I called him out on the fucking activated arm and shit.
1: And just cut his internet because of it. <laughs> he did run 4.05 the next two days,
2: though. Yeah, is <laughs> that a good to... thing for I'll, him, though? I'll go through know. his week. next day. Know how activated tw- he should be.
1: 22k at 4.05 pace for 90 minutes over Mulligan Hills. Day after that, 45 <laughs> minutes in strides at 4.05 pace as well. Another lap of mulligans the next day in four thirteens. Then that... This is
2: a fast week for you. That
1: brings him to the second workout of the week. You there, Croaks? You want me to keep going?
2: No, No, you keep going. I actually like you doing it better. This
1: is his week, not my (laughs) week. Yeah,
2: no, I like it. I I enjoy it.
1: Well, this one's going to trigger me because on the Friday, his his workout was three sets of eight-minute tempo, two-minute solid, 90-second jog. So uh, 33 minutes in total but he's got all his times here in kilometres per hour. Oh, what? So 17.5 kilometres per hour for the eight minutes, and then he kicked it up to 19k an hour for the two minutes, which must be around, what, 305 pace? Yeah,
2: it's... it's, 307, something like that. It's on a treadmill, mate. It doesn't mean shit. Yeah,
1: and then um, 14.5k an hour for the 90 seconds jog. So, Mm. um, yeah, he's got in there, and 9.7k in total at 324s. And then some easy jogging around mulligans, 4.07 the day after. See, I don't know how he jogs at 4.07 today out of a workout.
2: This is like, he he's, keeps repeating his own errors, doesn't he? Like he's well, fallen in his trap before.
1: And then Sunday long run was two hours at 4.03. 29.68k. Yeah, now tell me this, because when I told my boys yesterday who were racing Sydney 10, that the the week out, we cut the long run a bit shorter just to start yeah. prepping for the race. So they did an hour 45 instead of their normal two hours but croaks, and we average like 418, croaks still average 403 for two hours a week out. I don't like that, to be honest.
2: Find me the day that he's recovering properly out of that. Like, yeah. he's running fast every day. He, he He's running too fast every day. He's up and about though, and I like that about him. Like, he's, it's the first time we've, we've seen him up and about for a long time. So, but I just worry, because, you know, that, that like you said, that long run, you're in taper mode there seven days out. This is your first race in, like, four years. You, you're you not taking it seriously if you're doing that sort of long run, are you?
1: Yeah, there was, there was a couple of doubles at, like, 4.37s. But, yeah, his main okay. runs of the week are all under
2: 4.10. Yeah, But that's yeah. just
1: by mechanically how he moves.
2: Well, that's what he's... That's... We always say that. Man, our footy players come in the store say... No, I just moved better at that pace. Yeah. Like, I, I wasn't bet you looking,
1: don't. Wasn't looking at me watching, that's just what happened. Just yeah. Just rolling no, that pace, yeah.
2: That's amateur hour, that sort of excuse.
1: So, that's his week. He's uh he's hit 150k for the second oh. week in a row. I
2: mean, he's going pretty good, though. He's Who am I? Well. I'm sitting here on the couch, not running at all. I've got to be careful, but he's going really well.
1: Are you concerned he's pushing it to look like he's going better than he is, though?
2: What concerns me is that we saw him go through like a three-year hole and I think that was because he used to run too fast all the time and and now I'm uh I'm worried that he's here he is I'm worried that he's going to repeat the same mistakes again Bradley Bradley, you there no you're not there he's not there so tight pays for the worst internet like bandwidth um yeah anyway so, I don't know. Let's talk about your week.
1: All right. I had um, On Monday, I went and did this race in stall. It's called the Herb Hederman.
2: Um, oh. You know of it? <laughs> I actually, like, who is Herb Hederman?
1: I'm not sure, to be honest, and I probably should know that. Um, I'd say someone in the tradition of handicap pro running who's pretty significant. Let me do some research and tell you that uh next week but i did that on the monday and then i came back to it so like really low k's for the day monday like i think i only did 8k for the day because kind of a midday race so i didn't want to run before i drove over and didn't want to run when i drove home just because i um had to spend some time doing doing dad stuff you know what it's like when you got kids and stuff now that you've uh given up half a day to do running stuff you mm-hmm. got to make sure you balance it out and um yeah i definitely didn't want to go out for a run when i got home and then tuesday morning i Woke up and watched Boston, and then I didn't get out for a run until like midday. Um, Carly kind of went out for breakfast, I think, that day, and I was happy just to not do my run until she got home. And then I actually went out for a run on that day, and it was raining the whole way. So I did, I had my phone like in a little plastic pocket because I couldn't connect my little like MP3 player to the headphones, and I really wanted to listen to music. so, I took my phone in a plastic pocket so it wouldn't get wet. And then I got about 10K in, and Carly actually called me, which is strange because she never calls me when when I'm out running. And But because uh, Hudson had had an allergic reaction at daycare to something he ate, so they were taking him up to the hospital, and Carly was heading up there. So, it was kind of like one of those ones where I was 10 minutes from home and had to get home pretty quick because we still had Olivia, um, so I needed to look after her. So, that was a bit of a, a weird run. It was like 50. Wait,
2: so, so, so. You, the guys were waiting like so Carly and Olivia were waiting and Hudson until you got back before she could go
1: no so Hudson was at daycare and they oh. daycare had called Carly to say he's having a allergic oh, reaction shit. we reckon and it, well, he's, he's actually booked in to see some like specialists in uh, Melbourne in June it takes a mm. while to get in there and like we, we know he's been having these reactions and like he just kind of rashes up around the mouth but um, nothing more serious has happened yet. And he's kind of got a whole list of foods that he can't eat, but there must have been, and the daycare know that, but there must have been something that slipped through. So he kind of just got that rash, which panicked them more than us because we'd seen it before. So then they kind of rang Carly saying, can you come and get him? Um, we don't think it's bad enough to, to call an ambulance, but we'd probably recommend you take him up there. So yeah, okay. I kind of, um, yeah, ran home so I could be with Olivia so Carly could then take Hudson up to emergency. So, mm. um yeah, that was mid-run. And then she she ended up being up there for like three and a half hours. She had the rough end of the oh. stick there. Just, you know, what's like an emergency. Like, they saw him pretty quick when he got in there. Um, just the nurse did. And then she had to wait for the doctor, her time, to come around with the doctor. So, um, yeah, a long day for, for her. And so that brought Especially me... Especially
2: with a... a kid in a I know, yeah. yeah. Cool. What, uh, but, what, what do they do for that? Like, when you're having a reaction, they give you some sort of medicine? or
1: Yeah, like an antihistamine kind of thing. Yeah. Um okay. so the first they just checked like all his pulse and stuff to make sure like his heart wasn't racing and he didn't have any difficulty breathing or anything like that. Like they did that right when he got there. And then um yeah, the rest of the time it was just make well by the time he saw the doctor there was no rash even there. But um they just yeah, gave a prescription for some of that stuff. So then yeah, so my Monday and Tuesday is like nineteen Ks between them, so pretty low. Um Wednesday around an hour forty five. And I did put in my notes here, like, that New Balance 1080, that's a good shoe. That is, I'm a big fan of that shoe. Are really, we talking
2: about that this month? Is uh, that a, I think we talked
1: about it last month, didn't we? I think we're talking about the 880 next episode. Oh, okay. But yeah, I'm enjoying okay. this, yeah, I'm probably 150K in, maybe 100K into the 1080, and um, really enjoying that softness there. So, yeah, that was an hour 45, 424s, got out for uh, 7K in the afternoon there at 439s. The next day I did so this must be like Thursday I did an hour and ten and then some strides and one of those ones where I couldn't really be bothered doing the strides and I thought about ditching them but then after you finish them you never regret doing strides like you just feel so much better almost like activated can I use that yeah. word again? You just feel yeah. like you're covering the ground nice and well and um yeah they're good for us. They're every every good coach prescribes strides for a reason because they are good for you. Um, the next day I got out with Archie, this was Friday morning, he was doing 8x1k, I didn't quite jump into that because I was still feeling a bit, um, I don't know why, but just, this is Friday and that race was Monday, but I was still feeling just a bit tight and like I wasn't covering the ground really well, even though I just said that the strides helped, but not too much, so I didn't jump in with his workout, instead I just did 8 by 3 minutes, just around that like 3.10 pace, off 60 seconds jog, and kind of because he was having a minute between his 1k's and man I could go past him and give him a bit of someone to chase and we could see each other throughout the workout but um yeah I just put in my notes here that felt sluggish so didn't uh, didn't bother flogging it so yeah 9k at 326 is there saturday was extremely hungover um sh- yeah I got out for 30 minutes at
2: extremely yeah I'm this too-
1: Yeah I don't want to admit it
2: but yes night before or in the morning both Disgusting! Oh, damn. Might
1: even cut that because I want people to think higher of me. But, um, nah, no, nah,
2: no. Nah. That's not. That's just real talk. What? I didn't what
1: even, happened? Oh, I just had some friends visiting from Bendigo, and we went and had some drinks, and um, met up with Archie and his girlfriend, and Glenn, who I trained with. They popped in for a while, and then, yeah, I think Happy Hour got the better of me. He went too hard too early, and then went out for dinner, and then um, ended up drinking some. Um, what are the they? I didn't even know what they were, which is probably
2: probably streaming. Some like uh shots or something. No,
1: it was it it was a drink we coke in it. Jerry Ooh. Sailor Jerry's, is that something?
2: Just some rum or something. You know shit.
1: that? Sailor Jerry's?
2: Sounds like a rum. The, I've never heard of it.
1: Yeah, all the kids seem to know it. I didn't know what
2: it really? was though. I've never heard of it. And then
1: yeah, whiskey on the rocks to finish off at the uh, at the junction there. Probably not good. So yeah, felt sorry for myself all the Saturday, got out for thirty minutes in the afternoon, just tick the box. And then Sunday, I had a shocker as well. Two hour long run, beautiful morning, but roll my ankle bad like 30 minutes in. And one of those ones where, like, the whole group, not, there was four of us there, but everyone, including me, kind of like, I yelped a bit. And then, like, yeah, everyone's like, ooh, that looked bad. And then I was probably limping for oh, a K and a half, 2K, just trying to get it back moving all right. And I got the two hours done. Originally, I was planning to do like two hours 20, two hours 30. But um, I just cut it at two hours, um, and I also fell over. I tri- slipped over in a puddle, and just okay. uh, landed on my hands. And then my hands were all muddy. And same oh, thing. All the boys looked behind. They're like, "What do you What are you doing on the ground?" And I'm like, "I just need to finish this run before something else happens." So uh, two hours at four seventeen. I was the only one that fell over. The only one that rolled their ankle. But I'm sure the other guys uh had a good time. For about a hundred and thirty four k for the week. So um, yeah the high highs of stall on Monday to the low lows of falling over in puddles out at a forest on the Sunday.
2: Mm, and throwing up.
1: Yeah, yeah. So i got to remember that I'm not uh, not 20 years old anymore. That,
2: that's, that would be hard with two, two young kids waking up like that. That would be real hard.
1: Oh, the shame you feel being useless, like oh. to contribute to your family, to like oh. help out around the house. So I How's
2: came, the wife going I came,
1: yeah, that point? I came good around midday, and then I could contribute to the second half. But um, <laughs> yeah, I was, I wasn't proud of my actions. And from that, from that night, I've given up
2: drinking. Oh, I love that. So That, that is, that's it. Oh. I'm done. I
1: limit myself to two beers only from now on. I ben know City. how bad that feels.
2: We all. It, the best bit is we all know exactly how that feels. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still so funny. It is.
1: It is when it happens to somebody else.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But
1: anyway, that's my week. Um,
2: Pretty good week by you. It's nothing special. You're, uh, you put yourself nearly in the hospital.
1: Mm. Yeah. Bradley, are you back?
2: I'm back.
0: Oh,
1: hiya. How we're, are
2: you?
1: We've
0: recapped your week.
2: Did yeah, hear, we did it for you. Did, we, did you well, hear any of that? That's,
0: well, that's – no, I didn't hear any of it, but I'm not surprised because Julian likes to just tell you how you should be feeling on sessions.
2: <laughs> oh, here we go. He's <laughs> like, careful, the internet's going to go again. He's been steward like, on for this. For fuck's sake. Like, like,
0: I can't believe that you didn't understand the word activation. And with the whole doms thing, I would argue that I get more doms when I'm running fast on a flat. There's a hell of a lot less impact, impact when I'm running up a hill. You don't so, think –
2: you, mate, listen, you told me you recruit more muscle fibres going up a hill, what do you think that means? You're going to be sore the next day? Well, not necessarily, no. Just because you recruit them, it doesn't mean you tear them. I'm not... <laughs> okay, so they sit dormant for however long, so, then you so recruit you, so you're,
0: them. You're... So, so you're trying to tell me how I felt after it. You're trying to tell me that I was sore. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that that's what happens when you do hill repeats. I'm saying for a guy that gets on this show every week and talks about how he's the wisest guy around who's averaged about 70k a week for the last 18 months. There's not much, there's not much wise about that.
2: You just you, you boys, keep doing boys. your thing, big boy. Always just, just a, just yeah, just a I'll keep fun, fun
0: podcast.
1: Just held
0: out. Pretty sure I'll be running faster than your last 10k this weekend.
2: All right, well, hey, you're the man, and when you go uphill... How about you do them before your next race? Just go and do I some. Did. I did them some hill repeats. I did them on Tuesday. Didn't well, you listen? To hear, you don't want to hear what Brady said about your long run then. Okay.
1: Bradley, question about your long run. Do you in the past have you cut it back a week out from a race?
0: Uh, not really, no. Okay. So when so I ran um 2018, I ran I think 29.50 at Sydney 10, and it was a Saturday race. I ran 30k the Sunday before.
1: You did. Yeah, okay.
0: At Stromlo. I, low. I was saying low, I, I cut it low, back which, is, for, which is hillier and harder.
1: Yeah. I was saying I cut it back for Archie and Nate, who are prepping for the same race. And I thought that was pretty common practice. Yeah. yeah that's and and the, you difference, don't do. the
0: difference is they're going up there to try and win it. Like, I'm going in there to basically, I've been training a particular way for the last eight weeks. And I feel like I've developed some pretty good strength, aerobic capacity, but I haven't raced in 13 months. So, like, I'm not out there to break bloody records. Like, like it's it's to see
2: where I'm at. So you think that if someone's not there to break a record, they it it doesn't matter what they do a week before the race. It's a Sunday race. I've got a whole
0: week. I'm going to do some eight hundreds and four hundreds tomorrow night, and then jog the rest of the week. You don't reckon that's enough taper for a ten k? And well, if you know if you if you notice my Sunday run, it wasn't over the hills that I do at Mulligan's. It was a lot of it was on the concrete, which is which is faster to start with for the same effort and was actually easier than a couple of weeks ago like my long runs are getting easier
1: Mm, yeah it was 220 meters i think compared to like your your 350 380 of usual elevation gain i'm talking about
2: brady i i cut my if someone's racing like the first time in a long time i do cut their run back on one week before
1: yeah hey more than one way to skinny cat um Brad, do you want to say anything about your workout? Yeah, eight, six. What was it off the top of my head? I did have it up here. The treadmill one? No,
0: nah, it's all right. Because it would hurt nice. about your heels.
1: No, nah, it's all good. All right, Julian Spence, tell us about your week.
2: Oh, I actually didn't even get mine up because um, all I did was cycle. And um, yeah, I mean, there's not much point talking about that. We're on a running podcast, but got out, mountain bike a few times. I did go and see Exercise Fears this week, uh, who um, ran me through his theories a little bit on how, I guess, he prescribes rehab um, and what he would do in my case. So we didn't really get to any like practical advice yet. I have to go back and see him for that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's sort of good to hear different thoughts on it. It's like a bit of a different alternative sort of theory to it to to the common i guess physiotherapy approach um or or maybe one of the theories that the vmo controls the patella gliding and and we should be focusing on doing a lot of vmo quad strengthening work whereas he was like his theory sounds like a a lot more let's recruit the other muscles instead of the quad because the quad is a heavy knee load um so yeah like i'm going to go back and see him to get more practical stuff uh yeah but the um Obviously, like the knee itself, there is bone bruising, so I'm I'm on a set return plan. You can't go too early on that, so that's what I'm waiting for.
1: So this guy uh, was the Steve Monteghetti connection from last He has,
2: yeah, he yeah. helped Mono. So Mono came back like a few years ago, and he was running every run with a with his phone, and it was it was beeping like a metronome. Did I tell you that last no, last time? No. Um, and so. He, he was having Mona run to a particular cadence that's, um, that was part of his, his treatments, like recovery or re- return to run program. And so, uh, like, yeah, we, we obviously complained about it a lot. <laughs> Mona would rock up and have his phone, like, on loud just beeping however many beats a minute he wanted and um, he would run in the group with the phone beeping so everyone gave him shit about it but look he held fast he continued to do it and now he's killing it again mona um and yeah he he does sort of he did tell me that this fella got him back going again so i uh, i'm gonna I'll, i will give it a crack i just need to get back like it's hard to get an appointment and so the first the first appointment it's a lot of theory and and explaining which is good because it sets a bit of a base for the whole like buy-in and then the next time my next appointment I'll get more instructional advice.
1: Mm, Well that's promising and then what is so is this different to what Ali's prescribing though so how does the relationship (coughs) between the two work?
2: Um, Yeah that's a good point actually because Ali is obviously physiotherapist and you can you can be open to other ideas. Like I'm sure she is. She she partly agrees with it and then she partly disagrees with it as well. Um, I wound her up a little bit initially.
1: That's why I asked the question actually. I was wondering how that was going to go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I wound her up, got her a bit um, – got her like real up and about, kind of firing about it. Uh, but I trust Ali as, as well. This is probably just um, – like I, I actually feel like I might have gone a little early seeing this guy and not fully giving the, giving the the quad strength stuff enough of a go. Considering that I I think it got me back from the surgery pretty well, and it seemed to work in that regard. And then I stopped doing it, and then I got hurt. So actually, there's quite a bit of credibility to 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 what Ali did for me, and um, that's why, like, I'm not. So I, I went and saw the, this this EP, and now. I'm not i don't have an appointment for another month so i'm not going to fully throw out what ali's been telling me or anything and i still ask Ali for advice all the time um i kind of okay. have to make a bit of a decision i think as to which to buy into okay. for the next block because it is quite conflicting in terms of um what a what a strength and conditioning program looks like
1: yeah you want that full commit commitment to one on yeah the other. What,
2: there's no point going halfway that's like buy- that's like having a halfway buy into to, to a coaching program and ain't going to work
1: yeah. Well, should we thank some Patreon supporters? Let's do it. Trying to kick us off. I haven't got much on your one, Moose, so no. I'm, uh, I'm hoping someone Did you someone work out does. where
2: Murrumbina was there?
1: Yeah, near Clayton in Melbourne. Oh,
2: yeah, I don't really know where that is either.
1: I sw- yeah, well, that was there. Uh, I swear it's the athletics track Glen Huntley one.
2: Yeah, if you tell me track names or cross-country courses, I'll know. Oh, no, sorry. It's near Caulfield, Malvern,
1: Oakland.
2: Oh, yeah. See, we know Caulfield, don't we?
1: Yeah, the race course there.
2: Yeah. Uh That's Hannah. Pretty, pretty good suburb, isn't it? Caulfield. It's I i had a physio there. That's where Kev Lloydfellow used to work there. That's where I used to oh, yeah. Yeah, drive was... drive my bike out.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's an athlete track there. Anyway, mm. Hannah's
2: from there. Hannah, yeah. yeah, and she's got nothing um really public. Maybe has a surname with a B. Sorry, Hannah. We've got mm-hmm. nothing got got no love for you.
1: Cuz you don't know any Hannahs that live in Victoria? No, I don't.
0: Yeah, my mum's name's Hannah, but no H on no H on the end, just H A double N A. I didn't know mm. your mum's name
1: was Hannah. Mm. Learn something every day, eh? Don't you? Uh, tell us about your one, Bradley, over in Paris.
0: Yeah, so I've got Jean, or it could be Jean, coming from Paris, but there's no last name. Um, but they did write in a really nice message. So just a quick note to thank you for the podcast. It's fun and entertaining, but also really insightful about running. I've tried to follow some of your advice and training principles and managed to achieve PB after PB over five marathons from 329 down to 257 in three years. I've also really enjoyed learning about Australia and the running culture down under. In case you do not make it on the Olympic team in 2024, I have faith but still want to visit Paris, let me know and I'll take you running. Thanks very much for producing this show every week. It's great. and Jean or Jean uh, assures us that um, they won't be starting up a copycat podcast. So
2: thanks for your support. Well, we wouldn't know anyway if it's in French. And, <laughs> yeah. we, and, and we wouldn't see the advertising. And we don't really know much about French running. Um, but yeah, appreciate, John, just, uh, just not pinching our idea like the UK fellas did.
1: How good's the improvement, though? 329 to 257.
2: Yeah, that's solid. Take that, three, in three years, years ain't long, yeah. and especially COVID years when you're not racing much through that time. Mm. It's a good mm.
1: improvement. You been to Paris? Oh yeah, you went to the World Champs there, Crooks. You been there, Moose? Paris?
2: Nah, never been there.
1: Good spot. Good spot. Airbnb where I stayed was tiny though. That's the only thing I remember about it. Just a real tiny room. Real tourist city. Saw the Eiffel Tower. Went to the uh, the art gallery there. What's it called the Louvre. Yep.
2: Yeah, there's a few there, yeah. isn't there? Like, uh, you uh, know, off after
1: that... trunk is that what it's called? After the... Triomphe, yeah. Stay near Sacre... there. Sacre Coeur? Uh, I didn't see that one.
2: What's that movie with um, Notre Dame? Tom Tanks.
1: No, I missed that as well. I don't know. I was on there for a couple of days. Actually, I spent too long just getting hammered with Josh Harris when I was there and seeing most of the touristy things. Anyway, actually, watch the Western Bulldogs win that grand final in Paris
2: oh yeah that's a while ago that was a
1: while ago I want to thank Lewis um, he also doesn't have a last name it must be like no last name weeks None of these people left their last names but I've got all these PBs 17.25 for 5 36.38 for 10 120.34 for the half and 255.55 for the full marathon he wants your opinion Moose on which one of those is the best
2: the the, the half uh, the 10k is the best Mm. Yeah. The 10k.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, What's your opinion? I don't know. We'll probably not the marathon. Is it? The half's pretty good. One twenty. Yeah. I don't know. Not as good as that as you are. Um, a low mileage guy because he's just had a baby and was wondering if we could give him one bang for his buck workout to get his 5k PB time down. He hasn't got much time to train. What's one quick workout that's going to help his 5k? Got one for me, Brad
0: uh uh quarters it's always good
1: yep i'm gonna say monofart fartlek i reckon that you know 10 15 minute warm-up monofart fartlek 10 15 minute cool down that's good for you for 5k strength and speed
2: mm. moose uh moose fartlek baby you know five off or eight by a minute hill repeats
1: oh yeah yep two good ones there thanks lewis for your support Um, All the other Patreon supporters over there, keeping the show alive each week, Inside Run Podcast on uh, Patreon, search it, or go patreon.com forward slash Inside Run Podcast, heaps of rewards, still got that option for uh, Road to New York, a few people making the most of that opportunity, if you sign up between now and the end of April, you uh, get access to all of that, open the door up, I think there's like nine episodes there, so probably like 10 hours worth of content.
2: Do you know um, what it takes you through? Like we can, talk, It takes you through the St. Moritz training camp. World champs, did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the thing. They it, both run their
1: 10K you... PBs in that build-up too.
2: A few real like shocks as well, and some workouts that didn't go to plan, some workouts that were amazing. It, it talks you through Sinead's training, which if you want to learn a little bit about like how Nick Bredow prepares his athletes for both marathon and 10K, you can hear that. Um, and then you can hear how it kind of blends together as well. Yeah, like, there
1: was a comment. I'm trying to find it here off the top of my head. I swear I copy and paste it somewhere. But there was a comment from one listener. Oh, yeah, Daniel. He said, love this series. The respect between the crew is obvious, but it's so interesting to contract the the Badeau versus Spence marathon training programs for different athletes at different stages.
2: Mm, so that yeah, was a bit of feedback
1: it, from the listeners at the time.
2: It was actually a great time. To see, like, that trip, the girls were training together. You had some firepower in that group doing track workouts. Um, Camille Baskin was there. Susan um, Crummins was there. And uh, obviously Sinead and Ali all training for the same kind of race, that 10K or that World Champs, basically, at Doha, as well as Sinead um, Sinead and Ali doing the New York City. But, like seeing susan crubbins and following through that series on what she did and then how she ran that mar- like that 10k at doha I'd, i don't think i've seen an athlete with more like harder working more like in- pretty much like the most well i'm gonna say talent i say talented because she did it off not much but just phenomenal athlete mm,
1: it's all there some good mm. insights and you were there as well so it's a lot of like in-person recording
2: yeah, well it was all in person. Or well, most of it was. We Until did they it. flew to New yeah. York, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh running Youth boys, I'll start off at Hamburg. Happy with that. Yeah, so, yeah. this was exciting because uh can someone help me with the pronunciation here? Is it year year Ye- law? That's pretty good. Yeah, and yeah, you has? she was making her debut. So she's ran twenty nine fourteen on the roads and sixty three fifty one. So, like, super quick road racer. Um, And she went out and she ran the fastest ever women's marathon debut. She ran 2.17.23 to break the course record there. She won the race by nine minutes. So I'm not sure if, like, the elite athlete budget just spent all their money on her and then had a big gap because that's huge, isn't it? Whoever wins marathons by nine minutes. Yeah,
2: that's that's ridiculous. Uh, Um, Yeah,
1: she broke the Ethiopian and the German all-comers record as well. Um, so that was amazing to see her debut, and there was a lot of hype around it going in. And that stacks up. We'd well, probably expect she's going to go even quicker next time, wouldn't you? Wouldn't well, that be a
2: top five all time, would it?
1: Yeah, it was. I should have had that somewhere written here, but I can't tell you off the top of my head. I think it was fifth all time. Um,
2: yeah, that's and, quick. <laughs> that's and that's maybe
1: moving. and maybe the fastest. Oh no, it wasn't a women's only race. Yeah. I'll find that out when we're talking in a second. Um, and then in the men's, did you see this finish? Two guys cross the line together. Sibrian nah. Kutut, he ran at 204.47. And Ugandan Stefan Kisser, he uh, finished one second behind. So he ran 204.48. They both broke Elliot Kipchogi's 205.30 course record that he set there in 2013. I have I feel, feeling that was Kipchoge's debut, Hamburg, before he uh, started going to the World Marathon
0: majors. He did yeah. a few of the smaller ones.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think that was a
0: Ugandan national record, too, by yeah. Kisa.
1: Yeah. So some depth there. Um, past interviewees, I'm going to hopefully catch up with him soon. Andy Buchanan ran 2.12.23, and Caden Shields from New Zealand ran 2.13.21. Both got some good airtime because they are in the lead pack with the lead Germans. Um, and the lead Germans ended up falling off the pace, but those two, or Andy stuck to it, and Caden fell away a bit, but still a PB for Caden, and uh, yeah, good debut for Andy. Any thoughts on him before we try to get him in here? You gotta be, I was up and about listening, to seeing that two twelve, bending your bats on fire.
2: It, it's his best result, like two twelve twenty three debut. The the thing for me here is the debut bit it's it's rare that you you nail a marathon that early um
1: he's not young so that i was many.
2: impressed with that mm. yeah he might, might not be young but it's he's young for a marathon it's his first one and and it's you have to learn the marathon most people do they have to go through i guess a few bad experiences or not bad experiences but learning experiences because it's difficult to know how the body should feel it at, at 20k or 25k at 35k like what you have left to give there's always a bit of like caution involved with that um and 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 so i thought like to debut like that is very impressive i've got that's big wraps for andy on that one i i think with his pedigree and running his cross country uh like i guess skill set um the skill set for cross country runner tends to convert quite well for marathoning he, he he's got a big future in this event. Yeah,
0: I was impressed with how he held it together. Like it wasn't like he was super conservative through halfway, and we've seen a lot of people in the past, you know, go through in that sort of sixty-five minutes or sixty-five and a half or so, and then really sort of blow up in that second half. But even his like you know thirty-five to forty k was still like quite respectable, and um, so he didn't lose a lot of time, which I thought is a, is a good sign.
1: Yeah, I think the good sign with your debut is as well, like just getting going one for one like getting one on the board, having not not a disaster happen. Um, and this is a guy, you know, works full-time, trains a lot by himself down there in Bendigo, trains before work, after work, like no contract, not sponsored. Um, I think it's yeah, a great step in the right direction for, hopefully he can make a future out of being a marathon runner and someone can start paying him because I think he deserves it, it. He could be, I don't, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be the guy that breaks the Australian record, but he could be making teams.
2: Yeah, and that shouldn't be the only guy who gets looked after like that that's crazy to think that you only look after the ones that are going to win gold medals and I I hate that about this this whole podium potential stuff like oh yeah we only have so much funding so it goes to the ones that are winning medals that that that's nearly impossible to do in this sport Hmm. and if you just if you give up on everyone else or you start funneling funds away from them and just leave them out in the dark like that's crazy to me like you're just going to end up with losing these athletes to other sports every single time um i don't think andy would be very good at anything else but (laughs) (laughs) uh, you still want to see him looked after yeah
1: like hopefully this is him making that step now
2: yeah, like an, on yeah. that
1: Athletics Australia radar, more than just like the Victorian radar or the cross yeah. country radar or whatever it is, like is is in those conversations. Hopefully now, I think people that have known a lot about him in the past, like have known that was the direction he was heading in. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's a good time. All right, fellas, we'll see if I can uh, get Andy Buchanan sorted here. We're gonna try and go to Hamburg, fresh off his two twelve twenty three marathon yesterday. Andy Buchanan, have I got gotcha? you?
3: Yeah, hey Brady, how we going?
1: Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Coming in loud and clear. Congratulations on our uh, last night's performance, and thanks for giving up some time so soon after that performance to the Inside Running podcast.
3: Oh, cheers, mate. It's uh, yeah, always enjoy coming on to chat running, and uh, yeah, it's been a bit of a been a bit of a strange strange last few days. So it's good to hear some Aussie accents again.
1: That's good. Joined also with uh, Julian Spence and Bradley Croker, so they're here halfway through our recording on a Monday night, and um. I guess this would be this is the morning after your race. Did you have a few beers yep. last night? What happened is it still pretty fresh in the mind?
3: Um yeah, I had a few beers actually. Even had a few shots which wasn't uh wasn't wasn't planned on doing that, but um you got to make the most of being over here. So uh yeah, no, it was it was a good night, but I uh, didn't get much sleep, so it's kind of the body's very confused this morning and very sore, but um yeah, I don't think i fully Come to terms with it, and uh, yeah, realised uh, the performance. But no, nah, um yeah, it's been a pretty crazy last twenty four hours. So it's it's eleven a.m. over here. So it's um yeah, I'm pretty, in I'm in full full doms mode.
2: Pretty imagine. happy with it, then, Andy. By the sounds of it,
3: yeah, I'm happy um, because it's like a debut. So it's I know I think the marathon is you learn so much from from everyone, whereas you can go out and run a five k and ten k, and you can. You can compare it from other distances, whereas a, a marathon's so different to any other distance, so I'm happy, but at the same time, I think there's definitely room for improvement in my next one so um obviously the the a goal or a plus goal would have been trying to get that that world champs qualifying time um, and this race was set up perfectly for it, but just faded a little bit in that last uh, last probably ten k mainly um, five k but um yeah, a little bit off, but I'm really happy with 2.12. How
1: did the race pan out, Andy? Because we looked at your splits earlier and it looked like you guys were a bit slow, maybe the first uh, first two 5K splits up until 10K, but I think it was a bit windy, and then you kind of picked it up and, and went through half right on that 2.11, um, maybe 2.11.10 pace, I think it was. I do have it in front of me now, and I'll open it up, and then, yeah, a tiny bit of fade towards the end.
3: Yeah, so we, we were really lucky. We had some... Um, two german guys that were trying to run the qualifying time uh so to two 30 so we actually had we had four pacemakers um and two of them were europeans so like very very good pacemakers they knew what they were doing um and one of them was uh david nielsen so he's a he's a 210 guy so he uh, we had those two pacemakers to one german pacemaker to about 15k the two european guys till um 32 and then there was actually a somalian who was meant to pace to 15k and he ended up finishing so he's the guy that finished seven seconds ahead of me um so it was really good and those those guys have run the course before and they were like let's not get too crazy in the first uh the first 10k let's try and be a little bit conservative um but it's i don't know over here there's it's so good like it's um a lot of the the team nn were over here in global um global sports and we had a guy on a on a bike that was with us the whole way. And he was telling the pacemakers like, yeah, you are bang on time. Yeah. You're five seconds down. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. So it was, it was pretty handy having that. And, um, I just sat on the group for as long as I could. And then, I don't know, once the, once the pacemakers dropped off, um, well, I, the Somalian guy, I thought he was racing and it wasn't until after the race, I found out he was actually a pacemaker. Um, so I thought the pace was dropped out. So him and me and him shared the lead for a little bit. Um, and then I sat on him for the last three or four k, and he probably just got a little bit on me in the last two k. That's when I found it pretty challenging. But I was um, not looking at times, not looking at my watch, just just trying to run with the pacemakers. But I think once once they dropped out, you feel like you're running the same you're running the same effort, but you're running slower. So I think um, yeah, there it, it wasn't a big blow up, and I was pretty happy. Um, I didn't bleed too much time, so yeah i think it was it's a good starting spot
1: yeah i did try and get the stats today which i didn't successfully do about where it ranks in regards to debuts like we know jeff hunt two eleven zero zero is the fastest and we kind of worked out the mono was the second fastest a bit slower than that um do you have any of that kind of intel
3: no nah, i don't i always i know about jeff's run um but i don't really know any others so um yeah i'm not sure i'm um, Yeah, Yeah,
1: it certainly must be up there, though, because we're talking about a minute 20 behind those guys. So, um, yeah, there's not a lot of space there. And, like, so no hitting the wall or anything, like pretty pleasant experience first up?
3: Or, um, I don't know. I I, I didn't start. I felt it's really challenging because in in your first marathon, you don't know how you're meant to feel, and I think that's where I can improve a fair bit in the next one because I probably wasted a bit of energy, in the first 20k just overthinking things because when you you do so much carb loading so the first 10k you feel like you nearly feel overweight you feel like you've got a bit of a stitch you just you don't feel great you feel a bit sluggish and I've heard people tell me that but it's another thing to experience it and so I was constantly going oh am I feeling okay am I not feeling good kind of thing so i'd say i I never felt great but i never felt terrible um and one one piece of advice that scott told me is it's all about minimizing the good and the bad so when you're feeling good don't get too carried away um and when you're feeling bad just try and stay relaxed and try and be nice and even so probably to 30 35 36k i was um mostly having good patches and very short bad patches um but then from from probably 30, yeah, 38, it probably started to be kind of half-half. Um, you'd kind of go through a bad patch and then all of a sudden you're in a good patch and then a bad patch straight away. Um, and then the last 2K was a bit of a grind, but no no hitting the wall, no kind of bonking completely, um, but the legs are pretty shot and I was very happy to stop running at the finish. So, Andy, how did you know what
2: pace to go out at? Like, what was... I know you had a plan in mind, but what, what gave you the confidence uh, to go at that pace?
3: Yeah, so I, um, I was planning on doing Gold Coast last year and getting one under the belt, um, and then I was planning on coming over to Europe and doing a fast one, and obviously Gold Coast didn't happen. So um, I don't know. I think with marathoning, I think we – I don't know what it is, but we haven't – Australians haven't uh, – I don't know, you guys have been talking about this late. A lot lately we haven't converted like we have mm-hmm. in other distances so when i'm when i'm chatting to scott like my coach like he he wasn't using morton he wasn't using the super shoes so i constantly just try and trick myself into thinking 211 212 is the new 214 i think in my mind with the way technology is happening these days so um i suppose i was just trying to get trick myself into that confidence that I've ran I've ran fast times over 5k 10k half marathon um and just trying to get confidence from my cross-country strength I suppose and I I know I've had a really good consistent build-up and done everything I can so um and it's I don't know when you when you spend 24 hours to travel to the other side of the world for a race um and you put a lot of mental physical energy in and you get you get a lot of uh messages from family friends all that kind of stuff it's quite an emotional experience um and i know you've spoken about that before moose so it's that's that's the motivation and you know how much people um put in how much time and effort they put into you and help you so it's um it's it's completely different to racing anything in australia i think um so that's that was my motivation just to go, hey, let's just go for it. Um, this is the like what other race are you gonna get to where there's gonna be four pacemakers for two eleven thirty? Like it just and these these guys over here, the Europeans, they're like, Why did you travel you travelled all the way to a, all the way to Germany for one race? And I'm like, Yeah, this doesn't happen in Australia. You can't you can't do this. You don't get this competition. So it's um Yeah, you it don't. was just kind You're of You're right. You're right. It's, yeah. uh,
2: and also like I remember we had a conversation a year ago on a run after that 5K when we stayed in Bendigo and you you told me you were going to do a marathon but you were going to run 216 and then you just wanted to see how it all went. So it was pleasing to see you go out there and do that on the weekend.
3: Um, Yeah, and, and I think because having not done a marathon, everyone tells you, oh, it's so different, it's so hard, like you can't prepare for that last 10... 12k whatever it is so you have all these like you really doubt yourself and I was just like hey and that's why I didn't I didn't want to I kept it on the low because I didn't want people constantly telling me that kind of stuff I just wanted to be my own little world back in Bendigo once I got to Europe I was happy for everyone to know but that's why I didn't go around and publicize it because people just say they don't say oh you'll smack like you'll smash it they say oh yeah the marathon starts at 35k and all that stuff which is not yes, you have to respect it. But I think at the same time, you need to be a little bit aggressive. So, um, yeah, I'm glad I glad I got your tick of approval there, Moose. <laughs>
2: hey, no, um, go on, Brad. You uh, you, you asked the great man now. i got a couple of questions.
0: Well, firstly, congratulations. Um, when did you make the call to do Hamburg? Because I believe that you were, let's talk that you are going to do Melbourne, but then you got injured late last year. So when did you decide to do it? And you mentioned that, You wanted to do Gold Coast and just get you know some runs on the board and run at 2.16. But obviously, you know, World Champs qualifying time is 2.11.30 and we're running out of, I don't know, when the selection period ends, but it's pretty much now. So do you sort of regret not having the opportunity to get one under your belt? Because I'm pretty confident that if you had run one previously, then your next one, like your second one, would be that sub 2.11.30?
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, So I... I was obviously planning on doing Gold Coast, planning on doing Melbourne. Got a stress reaction in my femur, um, and I was actually chatting to Hugh Williams, um, and he was saying he, this was, oh, I'm going to say January, maybe even December last year, and he said he was keen to do Hamburg, um, and I, I'd never heard of this marathon before, um, and I was, I just looked up when it was, and it's actually the last weekend of holidays, which for me is perfect. Being a school teacher, because it meant I could spend. Two weeks over here during the holidays, um, which was good. So I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. And then I spoke with Nick, um, and he – it was funny, actually. He spoke to me after ZADAPEC where I ran very poorly. And he said, oh, you want to do a marathon? I think I ran 30 minutes or something, and I was like, oh, this is not the best time to be chatting to Nick about trying to get into a European marathon. But, um, yeah, he said, oh, yeah, I know the race organiser. Um, I'll be able to get you in. And then it just kind of went from there. So – that's when I decided um so that was whenever Zadapik was I can't remember when that was but um Australia. yeah and then Australia Day, that's right Yeah, uh, end of Jan so I I don't know I I really wanted to get that world champs qualified but at the same time I knew that hitting like performing nearly at your best on your first marathon is really hard um I think you can do that over five and 10 but over a marathon it's really hard because you can improve so much just through that experience um and yeah obviously i would have loved to get a marathon in before this um but i don't know i think i'm i think i've still got a few more good years in me um like yeah i'm i'm 31 but at the same time i haven't been flogging myself for the last 15 years so um yeah and it's uh i'm excited and, and hopefully i can get selected for com games i would be really happy with that my preference would probably be world champs but still making an australian team would would mean a lot to me so i i wish that i had an opportunity to to run one and learn about the event and then come over here and try and get that to 11 30 but um yeah, yeah i a lot of things uh have happened in the last two three years that have been about been out of our control so it's just just awesome. We get overseas again and and race these big races. I feel like we had so many track seasons just on top of each other. So um, yeah. Obviously, in a perfect world, I would have I would have done a marathon in Australia, learnt about it, come over here with some more confidence, and um and hopefully you're not faded and and got that to eleven thirty. So, but um, yeah. I'm not I'm not disappointed. And
1: is he, uh, Oh, I'm just going to ask about the Com Games yeah. there, Moose, which I'm sure you were going to ask the same thing. This time. When the show comes out on Wednesday, it will be three years since Jack and Brett ran their PBs. And the only person to run quicker than you in that three-year period, if you're not including those two, would be Liam Adams when he ran 210 48 the start of uh, 2020 before the pandemic hit. So how confident are you that um, those kind of stats are going to work in your favour come selection with that discretionary spot for the Games?
3: Yeah, I actually have no idea. I, I don't know the selection policy. I didn't want to like i didn't want to count my count my um eggs before they hatch kind of thing like i was just very much like let's go over there let's aim for it but let's not look too much into that detail so i actually have no idea about the selection policy um but i'll probably i'll chat with nick in the coming days because obviously he knows what brett and jack are doing i know those guys are keen to do some 10kers but i don't know if they'll look to do 10k at world champs then maybe do the marathon at com games i'm not sure but um yeah, I'll probably chat with Nick because he kind of, yeah, he knows that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, honestly, I actually have no. I don't. I couldn't even tell you what the Common Games qualifier is. I don't know if there is one. I don't know when the selection period ends. I don't know when it starts because I just, I don't know. I didn't want to get too focused on that kind of stuff. I just wanted to focus on my race and focus on what I can control, which is what I'm doing. So, yeah, that doesn't answer your question at all. Sorry, Brady. No, I
1: was just asking how much intel you had, which doesn't sound like any. Yeah,
3: of yeah, none. Yeah, but I'll, hopefully I'll get that in the next few days from Nick.
1: Yeah, it's not going to be good for the Bendigo Bats, though, if you make com games and miss half the season.
3: Yeah, Enjoy. luckily we've got the depth there. Got a bit of depth. Um, so Common games are I'm sure pretty I'll, important. Yeah, I'll, I'm sure I'll still get to a few races. Hopefully the hopefully the legs feel better than what they do today for Gels Park.
2: <laughs> does, this, uh, does this time knock off Scott's PB? Nah,
3: 15, 15. so he's still got me. Yeah, he's got okay. 2.11.30 or something. He actually said, when he called me yesterday, he said, if I run 2.11.30, he said he'll do a naked lap around his school. So he, <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> and that's his him job.
3: fired. <laughs> that's him in so, prison. So I think he, I don't know, he obviously, but like that's the thing. Scott, he hasn't done that much in these super shoes.
1: Yeah, it was 2005. He hasn't
3: used, yeah, he hasn't used nutrition. So it's like I'm constantly... He's telling me this stuff and I'm constantly tricking myself into thinking, nah, he wasn't using Morton like it, and it makes such a big difference. Like, I think if you, if you don't think it makes a difference, you, you don't, like you have no idea. And Are you um, getting paid by Morton? Uh, they, they, they send me some stuff, but they don't pay me. So big <laughs> thanks to Tooms for sending me some stuff there.
0: <laughs> hey, uh, Andy, was there any talk between you and Scott about um, trying to break Jeff Hunt's debut record of 211? It would have been a bit of poetic justice, I reckon. Oh yeah, uh, oh,
1: you're right, Croaks. They had a bit of beef, didn't they, going well, into the
0: Olympics? Well, yeah, for those that don't know, Olympics? Uh, yeah, Jeff uh, Jeff appealed Scott's Olympic selection, so it would have been quite, um, quite funny to see Scott's athlete break Jeff's debut marathon record.
3: Yeah, Scott doesn't talk about Jeff too much, um, so I'll, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. I don't want to say too much, but um, yeah, no, nah, that, that wasn't spoken about, but I'm sure Scott would have been happy if I if I did break that. <laughs>
1: Any more questions for him, boys, before we uh, let him go off to Berlin, over to the nightclub scene over there? Andy, I'm sure. Kit Kat Club, is uh, that what it's called,
2: Moose? Oh, mate, shut down. We out. We, we shut it down when we went there. <laughs> you ruined it. Yeah, should have. Look, nothing I, I've done there hasn't been done before. <laughs> so, Andy,
3: well, Gels Park, you'll be there? Uh, sure. I'll be there. I'm... I'm not sure if I'll be racing, but I'll I'll definitely be there. But I'm, um, I would love to race, but I, I don't know. People talk about how they feel after a marathon, and you're just like, oh, like really? Like how's it that hard? Like you do, you do some long sessions, you do all this kind of stuff, and like I just couldn't believe. Like when I finished, I was, um, like you could hardly walk, and I sat down for probably ten minutes, and I don't, I didn't. You just sit there, and you're just like, I'm so. Like I'm so cooked. Um, and I couldn't stand up and you just like your legs are just shot and this morning when I got out of bed, I you forget you ran a marathon and you get out and you're like, Oh shit. Like your legs just don't work. Um, so I'm sure this feeling will be there for a few days. And I think like mentally you just need that break. Um, so it's kind of perfect. I'm in Germany for a week, so I'll just enjoy kind of seeing some sights, living like a normal person, um, and then I'll be back for a week and I'll see how I feel. I'd love to get down there, obviously, like, love doing XCR, but um, I just don't want to rush back, like, especially if kind of doing com games, um, if I get in that team, like, you kind of need to get back into the marathon um, kind of thing, so I don't want to kind of – I don't want to get back into it too quickly. So I'd love to be there um, 100%, but I'll just – I don't want to lock it in because I think too many people just um, – they just get back too quickly, and I think I need that rest, so – we're bat
0: season, board, bat seasons in, in tatters. Oh, we got some depth maybe,
3: there.
0: We maybe you go back. Maybe it's time for you to be put back to div two from this talk. <laughs> oh.
3: Croak, you're you're a you're a supporter of the bats, aren't yeah, you? What are you, what are you, about, are you talking like? so negative. Yeah, I still heart.
0: got a still got a single somewhere collecting dust. Yeah.
3: I actually, I still have your medal. I need to give you yeah. your, um, your medal. So you need to come down and collect it. Cause I'm, I'm not <laughs> going right. to post it up, post <laughs> it up there. So you need to come and get it.
0: All right, I'll see what we can do. <laughs>
1: All right, Andy. Well, safe travels uh, around Germany and then back to Australia, and then um, yeah, you'll be—I'm sure on a clipboard or something down at Jells Park. So there'll be a lot of local Victorian runners who I'm sure congratulate you in person there. And yeah, thanks for giving up some time.
3: Yeah, no, thanks, boys. Um, I'll just—I'll just have to think about Liam Adams. What he did—the he did Jells Park six days after doing the Com Games marathon. I think two years ago. So um, I'll just have to. Yeah, that's heaps of time. I yeah. should be fine. I should be fine. But no, nah, thanks, boys. Um, yeah, I'll catch up with you. back. Good in debut, Andy. Well yeah, done. Andy. Well done, mate. Thanks, thanks Andy. guys. All right, see ya. See ya, Bye. mate.
0: If New Balance only made one running shoe, it would be the Ten Eighty. It is their best running shoe. Period. This shoe is unique in that this top-of-the-line perspective is executed with maximum versatility in mind, making this performance shoe applicable to a wide range of users. The V12 can be viewed as a natural evolution of the 1080's signature qualities. The smooth transitions of the pinnacle underfoot cushioning experience are fine tuned with updated midsole mapping which applies more foam to wide areas of the midsole and increases flexibility at the narrower points. The ultra modern outlook is also reflected in the 1080's upper construction. The shoe also offers a supportive second skin style fit with an engineered hyper upper for a more streamlined overall design around the 10 next Croaks? uh yeah so um I think this is the second year of the event um bit lighter on at the top end this year just because there's a lot of our I uh, like as last year it was sort of during lockdown and all the all of our athletes were in the country whereas a lot of athletes are overseas at the moment uh in the men's race it won by James Hansen in 1044 Liam Adams was second in 10.51, and Lachlan Hurd was third in 11.08. Uh, just for reference, the record is 10.08. Uh, in the women's, Jess Hall 11.46. Abby Corwell 11.49 for second, and Amy Bunnage was third in 11.55. Uh, the record for the women's was 11.35. Uh, Lyndon Hall was meant to take part, uh, but got taken out by a dog on the warm-up, which um, – I don't know about you boys but i find it fascinating that they can run an event around the tam without actually having it closed like hmm. there's there's going to be well there probably were collisions but there's going to be collisions and it's 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 not going to be pretty one day thoughts
1: here this is only on the warm-up this is and i'm just relaying what they said on the stream that they said that linda was a late scratching because she hadn't had it running with a, a Labrador, I think, and she'd hit her head, and they were just taking her to hospital just Holy to make shit, sure that she was, really? yeah. Oh my that, God. That, they weren't like panicking, saying it was really bad or anything, but they were just saying that um, just to just to make sure everything was good, it was safe not to race, and that she was going to get checked out.
0: Like um, I know they do it at ten relays. Like I've I've run ten relays once, yeah. They don't and call it like there I found either. this, I found the same thing. I, I just don't know how you can have like Pete, like you're running because it's what three point eight six kilometers, so. You're not running at a marathon pace, you are balls out for the whole lap, and trying to dodge people like it's it's dangerous um mm. yeah that, that's my that's my take on it anyway,
1: yeah, they had cameras set up at like different points throughout the the course and then they'd kind of flash to the camera they were about to approach, and you'd watch people like just walking their dogs like in the direction of the camera and you're like, oh because you know like why that camera set up that someone's about to hum past it you know 245k pace but that person walking the dog does it and i'm like i'm looking at their facial expressions on the camera like are they about to get scared here or get out of the way Jess Hull's about to come around that corner um yeah i don't know how or why they don't i guess paying to close it might be pretty expensive but um yeah it'd be good to let them have a free run around it
2: yeah well if this event continues in this like with the growth that it seems to have in terms of um, how mainstream it is, then, yeah, you're going to probably have to do something about that because it could be a fantastic event, like even from a fun run type standpoint with just getting people to run around the tan because everyone in Melbourne knows the tan and everyone's sort of uh, like kind of aware of what tan time they could do. And so I like the idea of it big time, like especially for a for, like you, anyone can run it. The tan you could you could market that as like uh, couch to couch to tan almost. But then you've got the elites and every everyone in between. So I think um, if they get big enough, then they should be looking at doing that.
1: They seem to be having a lot of um, celebrities involved. Like there was a lot yeah. of yeah promo and yeah people uh, people of note down there going around the tan there. Um, did you mention Reese Langdon beat Jared Clifford as well, no. folks? 11-17 eleven seventeen yeah. to eleven twenty in the para section. Yeah, um,
0: para event, yeah, yeah. So uh, good run by Reese.
1: Yeah, and that was just uh, camera boy. About eight seconds off uh, Jared's record there. So um, yeah, good to see. And I think they give them equal prize money and stuff as well, which was good to see.
2: Tough uh, to have a para section though, right? Because every like there's different divisions within the para mm. community, and so. That's is that just lumping everyone in one? Oh, you're a para. You're in the para. Like I assume
1: so, only because I saw a picture in the podium, and Reese was on the podium with the the check for two thousand dollars, and Jared was next to him.
2: It's really difficult, isn't it, to um, like, to provide like for me. Like when I look at a race, I go, What oh, I I love the idea of equal opportunity." It's just really diff- difficult to execute when you start um making like divisions and then there's more divisions and then there's more divisions and then there's more divisions if 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 you started to accommodate for for every single like group out there so for instance i know like when there was a there was a lot of um when the paralympics was on it was like oh well this this certain um disability group so i think it was uh oh what was the um the disability that wasn't included in the Paralympics—they have their own Olympics, or they have their own games or um, event—and then another like disability group has another event. It, it's just, in order to be inclusive, it's just very, very difficult. So it's great that we're starting to see them come through, like in the in the big events like this. Uh, it's just going to be even more and more difficult going forward, I think, to try to like. Uh, I guess provide fairness there as well.
0: I think yeah, um, I in, in, swimming, and in swimming what they've done to have um, people from different categories competing against each other in the same race and and finding out a winner. It's like who is closest to the world record or like world record percentage. So I've, seen, I've definitely seen races in swimming where you've got di- people from different categories in the one race and there's one winner but it's not necessarily the person that finish that finishes first. It's whoever's closest to the world record for their category.
2: So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that I mean sucks if you've got some sort of freak athlete that's run like five years ago in your in your event. Yeah. But that's no different to anything. If you're,
0: you're if you're unlucky to be in the same generation as a Usain Bolt and you've got to race against him, then you're probably not going to win a world championship or an Olympic medal.
2: Yeah, but this is. This is this record continues forever, so yeah. once Bolt retires, you don't have to beat him anymore. Yeah, Whereas true. these guys are always beating the guy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Alicia Bryant yeah. won the women's in that para as well. She was the only competitor, sixteen twenty nine. And the Kipchoge news—he did go on to run Berlin that same year, and he ran two oh four
2: oh five. So that was and his the, debut is in the him Done. Yeah, Adam. is that him done out of, um, is that his he, only run majors?
1: This was his progression. Berlin, Chicago, Berlin, London, Berlin, Berlin, London, London. That one at the airport in the Netherlands, Tokyo Olympics. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah. so
2: he hasn't gone back to a non-major since then.
1: Yeah, other than the Olympics and that, like, breaking two
2: and in oh, yeah.
1: That uh, answers that. A thing I saw yesterday, I didn't know this was happening. Thank you to our Patreon supporter, Master in Asia. Remember, we thanked him a couple of years ago, boys, or him or her. Don't know who it was. But he has, or they have the finger on the pulse. He sent us in the direction of this ASICS Meta time trial event. Did you guys know this was happening before I'm going to talk about
0: it? Uh, Only because I saw some um, stuff on Ed Goddard's Instagram that he was in. Um, Malaga. Yeah. yeah, Malaga. Yeah. And yeah. I believe it was to do with the, the release of their new super shoe.
1: Yeah, well, Adidas did the same thing last year where they kind of get all their sponsored athletes in the one spot. We kind of saw it with Nike breaking two, I suppose, the launch of those shoes and promo of those shoes. Um, not to this extent, though, where they would have had, I'm going to say, 70, 80 ASICS athletes all in the one spot. And then they ran three kind of time trial um, races. They did a half marathon, a 10k and a 5k all on the road and just set up this kind of like out and back course. Alicia um, McAuglin was the big, big news there. She broke the uh, her own UK record for 5k on the road. She ran 14.48. Muhammad um, Katir, we know him from like Diamond re- League tracker races. With Stewie here around 13.20 to just miss the... Um, European 5K record by two seconds. Ed Goddard was in that half marathon as well. He ran sixty three twenty five. Set up beautiful. it's was pretty much a shoe ad. Um, I think the winning time in the men's half marathon was fifty nine fifty six. Cool race with four guys running down the finish line at the same time, all in the same Asics kits. Apart from the ASIC paces, they had a different color top on. Looks good on the eyes. Looks good for the shoe promotion. My question is: Is this a good or bad thing for the sport, though? What are your thoughts on them? Because we're going to see more and more. I think, like we saw it with Adidas, now we seeing it with Asics.
2: Well, how is it good for the sport? Well, I think if, think think about it like that.
1: Okay, so I think it's good for the sport because all the attention is on the athletes. Whereas sometimes when these athletes, so say um say Ed Goddard went to a Hamburg marathon instead. Sorry, Erdogan it's not the perfect example. Say the winner of the half marathon went to the Hamburg marathon instead and came like 5th or 6th, he might not have had as much like attention on him. They, the camera might have been going to like the charity component of it, like bouncing around a bit, whereas this was just all set up for the brand and for the athletes on show. Um it was it was very elitist in a way is what I'm trying to say.
2: But but you're saying that you're saying, saying it's good about for the sport. athlete. There. Yeah, but I'm it's yeah. It's about the brand though. It's
1: about the shoes. Yeah, it's about the brand that's supporting the athlete. And the, the comment was because I did hear that Alicia was meant to run. Is Stanford
0: coming up? Pat yeah, Jordan. and Jordan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Eighth, like 8th of May,
1: I think. Okay, yeah. I, did, I don't know if this is true, but I did hear a whisper that she was meant to do that, but then was, yeah, suggested that she do this because it's that Asics thing and she's an Asics athlete, so she did this instead, which could be bad for the sport if athletes can't do the races they want to Can because a got...
2: 5k surely it's not a instead yeah this was
1: yeah not reliable whisper actually this one coming in but but that could be potentially where it's bad for the sport if one of those well yeah. it
2: also it's also not a competition it's not a real competition that means anything so like it was yeah.
1: certified the course
2: yeah it might be okay so uh, i guess could, could... they could
1: get times qualifies
2: yeah but, but what real 510 yeah half. exactly dog sorry um, it's not yeah I like Ed Goddard's they're racing no one really like he's not against anyone that's not wearing an ASIC shoe so it's a real insular type race uh, I I've, I've actually had no interest in them so I remember that Adidas was on I watched it, I thought it was t- boring as fuck um, I didn't see like I, same with the airport race Kip Chogi, I thought that was really boring yeah. as well um I thought I didn't even see this, and I didn't really have any interest in watching a replay once I found out it was on so yeah i'm 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 saying no, I'm not good for the sport because it's and sport. the other
0: the the other uh, I guess risk for the um for the brand is if like their athletes don't actually do anything that special, it sort of highlights that oh well, why would you want to buy those shoes anyway yeah because like, they they're all astics but you know. You know, Ed's time wasn't, you know, out of this world, like for the standard that he's at. Um, he did but, run a you know, a couple of weeks ago, though. Yeah, that, that's true. But it's like it, it puts then the attention on the shoe. And yeah. so um, unless people are running super quick, it's like, well, maybe I won't buy that shoe. Yeah. The
1: What's the difference? He interviewed a guy who'd like two minutes slow on his PB at the end, like a Belgium guy. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. I don't know whose idea this was. I'd probably get him off the stage pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was set up really cool how like they would introduce them and they'd walk up this walkway and then like do a bow and then like jolt to the start line. That's some big names there. Like Emma Bates was there from the US. She was in one of the races. Um, Yeah,
2: yeah. It was. I don't know. I'll let you know. I'll let you know how many. No, we don't have a shoe. But I'll let you know how many come in asking for it
1: this week. (laughs) I don't think it'll be many, but maybe you'll maybe it will surprise me. Um, mm. talking about shoes croaks, people that are wearing shoes for a long period of time, 100K mm. world record went down. And Australian yeah. one nearly went down as well.
0: Yeah, so Alexander Sorokin broke the 100K world record on the track uh, with a time of 6 hours, 5 minutes and 41 seconds, which is an average pace of 339 per kilometre or 553 per mile. Uh, closer to home, Dion Finocario, Uh, he took half an hour off his Road PB uh, ran six hours, 30 minutes, and 43 seconds, and that puts him number two all-time Australian. Uh, the record is set by Tim Sloan with six hours, 29, which is 354 per kilometre. Jesus,
1: Imagine doing that. Imagine you're on 100K at 339 per K pace around an athletics track.
2: Yeah, it's impressive. <laughs> it's, it's all... That's insane. It's... um. It's not. It's like the 24-hour bike record to me. This sort of thing, where someone cycles 24 hours and the furthest they go is like the the record. This is the same sort of diff. I reckon it's probably an equivalent thing for running 100k. Just in terms of the effort involved or like how difficult it would be.
1: Yeah, yeah. That hats off to them because I think this is a whole different. Yeah. Incredible athlete feat to
2: be able to. What do you think you could do, Brady? (laughs) I wouldn't do it.
1: Couldn't think. No, but
2: what do you think you could do?
1: Oh, I struggle to jog like four minute thirties on my easy days. Like that pace for starters. This is
2: tapered marathon day. What? How how far could you run at twenty one seconds slower than your marathon pace? How far could you do that on your peak peak fitness? I don't know.
1: You'd have to say 60, 70K at least,
2: wouldn't you? I don't know. This is what I'm talking I about. I don't, yeah. know. I don't know. You what just I... don't know. This is the thing with this. These races are unknowns. They're a mystery. And so unless you go and buckle up and do one, there's no answer for that because mm. how the fuck are you going to know?
1: And mentally. I think mentally is the big one.
2: Yeah, I agree. Mentally is like, I don't know
0: how you distract yourself for that that period of time.
2: Yeah, this is – this. it would be a funny – Maybe if you're struggling for motivation at some point, maybe you boys could have a crack at this.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Be good content for the show, Moose, if you have a crack at it, I reckon. I, Get know, that knee right. What's with, furthest you've raced?
2: I've gone 100k before.
1: 100k. What time do you run?
2: On trails. I went nine hours, like, nine hours fifty. Nine hours?
1: You're like three hours behind these guys.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did a lot of walking. <laughs> thought you were good i did a lot of walk no but i'm brad this could suit you with your um mm-hmm. long run strengths yeah i
0: was actually thinking that on the weekend i'm like this this feels like comfortable like you know i don't i don't pull up sore from like rolling 30k at four minute k's i know it's 30k and 100k is completely different but that sort of pace is sort of in my wheelhouse like especially on a road like i don't feel like i'm Putting in too much effort to maintain that. Obviously, um, nutrition would be a massive part, and probably different nutrition to like a marathon. Um, more solid food, maybe. I don't know, but maybe we'll see. I don't know if we could do it mentally. There you go,
1: Dion Crooks is coming for you. <laughs> Tim Sloan, that record's on borrowed time, maybe. Moose uh, takes to Japan. Three Aussies in action over there at the half.
2: Um, yeah, we got the, the Gifu Sairu Half Marathon in Japan, had ladies running. Sinead Diver came second, actually, and she nearly ran her PB. So that's huge from Sinead coming back and running so fast uh, after Nagoya was um, was the DNF. So brilliant from Sinead. She's obviously come off that race and got straight back into it. Aloise Wellings ran fourth. She was seventy forty-two, so that's like a minute forty-two behind Sinead. That's significant when you consider Aloise was second at Zatapec and uh, ran that that great marathon. Um, and that rule seventy-one twenty-four, so she uh, she was Debut. sixth place PB. Yep. Uh, and also, we went to Geelong as well. But that's big from Sinead. That's like a good ten, run from Sinead. 10 yeah. seconds off her PB, I think that was, was it? Ten it seconds? Yeah,
1: no, her PB was a couple of years ago. Was it Sunny Coast or Gold Coast?
2: Yeah, that's huge, like, actually. she was running,
1: like, it was very close to a marathon PB as well. Like, she was in a really good um, place with, like, knocking PBs out pretty regularly. Let me tell you here. Yeah, PB 6850, uh, Feb 2020.
2: She keeps, I mean, everyone's, I, I say everyone's like thinking that it can't go on forever because we all are like, and realistically it can't go on forever. But there, there is certainly like the potential for it to start going downhill soon. However, she just keeps proving people wrong and she keeps pushing back the regression and it's quite incredible to watch. I love it. How she's she doing it, it. not She probably doesn't want it mentioned, but it was also
0: an age group world record, I'm pretty sure. I read somewhere. She might not
2: want it mentioned, but that's fucking huge. It is. It is, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, she's an open athlete. She comes second in the race, so mm, why would yeah. you care about that? But she'll look back on this in 20 years and go, yeah, fuck, that was a world record. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a yeah. world record, so I'm taking it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, that previous PB was just near her New York performance. Moose and the World Champs—we're talking about for.
2: Yeah, okay. off that
1: fitness. Yeah. Um, so she's in shape. Do we know what she's? Now there should be no marathon. Now we World Champs will come. Games will wait on that news. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you'd think so. Might
1: see at Jales Park in a couple of weeks, going around a relay cross country. <laughs> Who she run for? She's from South Melbourne, AV.
2: I don't yeah. know who she runs
1: for these days though. She might. We might be our snagger at Bendigo Bats.
2: Uh, and Geelong, needs a, Geelong needs a leader.
1: We got a new women's captain. Did you hear about that? Commonwealth Games representative,
2: uh, Virginia
1: Maloney, become a Bendigo uh, Bat. Yeah, moved to Bendigo. Husband's from Bendigo. Trent.
0: Yeah, she's been a bit been a bit quiet recently.
1: Yeah, she had a child. Yeah, so she's come back now.
0: Bendigo at for women's. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I should know that as well. Don't know. You, you don't head. know that. I mate, I'm a, I'm a river <laughs> bat. I'm not even a bender bat. Oh boy! <laughs> I'm going to say division two or three for our women's team. Oh,
2: that is not good, Brady. Uh, not not for a guy that loves the
0: bats as much as you, oh, Brady. That is terrible. Right? That's what you?
1: Virginia is there for. She's going to drive oh. the women bats. I'm in the men's This is this is like,
0: this is like I'm a elbow river bat. bat. Albo not knowing the um not knowing the um unemployment rate. That's
1: bullshit. They keep asking those <laughs> questions, don't they? All the all the media guys.
2: That's not a bad question for me to ask. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: That's a legitimate
2: question. I'm
1: sorry. I should have, I should have known that stuff. I'll look it no, up it's not here. Not one. one now. Women only did one. Now they're on the no. rebuild.
2: Yeah. they will probably ge- get gifted another. did one? a promotion soon. Geelong's Div one. Correct. Oh. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Wait, no one got dropped after last year. So, yeah, they still did one. still
1: div one. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, talking
2: Geelong,
1: there was a half marathon down there. There was. Two course yep.
2: records. Yeah, I was down there in the morning, set up a stall, got to see it. It was beautiful conditions, actually. Could not complain about the conditions. And the courses quickened recently. They used to take people around the Oval to get an extra, uh, like, a few hundred meters, maybe K, because the river, it's basically a lap of the Geelong River. The Barwon river not the not the geelong river and it's about 19k the the lap of the river and so you have to do a bit extra they now they take them on a bike like a a crit course the the one that i say where the gps is up the shit so everyone goes and gets fantastic results so yeah they take them out and back on that which is a lot faster than going around the ovals but we had a 208 guy win the race down here so a abira belay who we discussed last week i reckon
1: Two weeks ago, run for the kids, he was second to Liam Adams.
2: Yeah, That's so what we were talking about him. 208 guy, boys.
1: He's getting back in shape, too, Abiri.
2: Yeah, well, he looked good. He was pumping the arms at the end. He just missed the course record, though. Oh, so did he he? Rents-
1: I thought he got it. just oh, missed he, it.
2: They said he missed it. Oh, okay. Oh, on the day they were saying he missed it and he didn't get the cash, so. Oh, yeah, well, that's
1: it. You keep talking and I'll look that up because I swear I'll um, look up today.
2: He ran by himself. He, he won the race 64-40. Dave Ridley was second. Uh, Dave ran 66-something. Matt Gunther third, 68-something. Anna Kelly, though, what broke, the, broke the course record in the ladies. She was 73-17. So that, I reckon she broke Ally's record, to be honest. Um, uh,
1: Karina Fife. Oh. Uh, this is on their website anyway. I don't know how accurate their website is. But yeah, wow. under prizes oh. here it says Karina Fife ran seventy three fifty four set on eleventh of April two thousand
2: twenty one. Oh yeah, that's a recent. That's last year.
1: Yeah, and it said yeah, okay. Said a Beery's that. record was sixty four thirty three, and he's ran yeah, he's ran seven seconds slower. Sorry, you're right.
2: Yeah, just um, missed it. Yeah, so Anna did take the record and she won by a lot. Oh, not that much. I think seventy six was second, maybe. Um... What was it Anna, Rachel Guinness? Um, just off the top of my head, Rachel McGuinness. Um, who ran and,
1: well at Melbourne Marathon.
2: Yes, she did, and then she won the the, the River Run in Geelong as well. But uh, I didn't get third. Sorry, I, um, I that was just off the top of my head. So yeah, that's a good good run there. Um, good 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 race too. I like it down there. It's not the fastest course, to be honest. So Anna Kelly, like both those times are pretty good. Dave Wrigley was whinging. It was
1: it was um, lumpy, I reckon, a bit hilly for him.
2: Certainly no hills there, um, but it's just like bike path and a lot of it's cambered. There are a few little like roller, oh, rollers, like a BMX track, you'd call it, I reckon. Um, probably like hilly compared to Albert Park.
1: Rachel McGuinness, 116.31. Deborah Bruce, 116.39. Close Ooh, to the second,
2: close. third there. Yeah, hello.
1: So yeah, it's good times down in Geelong. Uh, listen to question, croaks.
0: Yep, comes in from Chris. Uh, hey guys, listen to question. So Ballarat is looking at potentially having the Com Games marathon in twenty twenty six. What is more important, having a flat course and potentially doing a bunch of shorter loops and have spectators more condensed, or having a more scenic course that might include more hills slash elevation and spectators spread out? do elite athletes actually take in the scenery what would moose's ideal course in Ballarat include
2: yeah so it's i got saw announced this a couple of weeks ago didn't it well the the location of the marathon hasn't been announced but the track and field is going to be held at Ballarat but i don't think they've announced the location of the marathon but so Ballarat's gone on a bit of a campaign to get it and you see Mona in the news jared talent or rachel talent trying to get the um the event and Oh I mean, I'm looking at this going, You gotta run that race on the Great Ocean Road. That would be an event right there. That would showcase Victoria. That would make your money back in tourism from all the payments they've made to get this thing. Imagine putting it imagine putting the race on on the Great Ocean Road, run it from Lawn to Apollo Bay like the current one, get the choppers out, the drones, showcase our coastline and just it's hilly. Make it fun. Like there is not like there's not yeah the crowd won't be there. You'll get a few. You could probably bus a bit of crowd in. It's not going to be like ho- holding it in in um, Ballarat on a closed course like around the lake or something. But in my mind, I, I think you can, I think you can utilize our roads better than putting it in, in Ballarat. And yeah, Ballarat has a big heritage as a running town, but of I mean, you've Brady, you've you've seen a half marathon. That was the best course that I could come up with when you ran the run for a cause that time.
0: And it wasn't, and it wasn't
2: even 21.1 well, k, was,
0: was it? Pretty well, sure I only ran 10 k that time as well. <laughs> actually. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. You could, yeah okay. My um, point on here is, if Moose was um Morty building Getty the course, it'd be like this. it'd be like 41 kilometers. <laughs> I might put my hand up for this gig. But surely you want surely you want spectators involved? Mm. Well, why?
1: Because well, we'll get... that's what people do. You go. Yeah. You don't need a ticket. You go out on the street. You can watch people go past. Look, the Gold people... Coast was good.
2: Millions of people will be watching on
1: TV. So you're thinking tourism dollars is more important than like on race atmosphere.
2: I can't think of a course in Ballarat that would show, like that would be a great showcase for regional Victoria. I mean, you go around the lake and it could look pretty good if it's a good day. But you know how bad the like, just think about think about AV 15Ks and then think mm-hmm. about running a marathon around there. And then if you put it in Ballarat, okay, we need to go somewhere else. Maybe we head out to the rural areas. You're not going to get crowds out to the rural areas. Couldn't you
1: go through, the, like, the guts of the CBD there? Like, the lap of the lake and then, like, through the main... Is it Mare Street down there? Through around You could there, go through, like... Park, get a 10K, 12K loop and do that a couple of times.
2: Yeah, then you want to do loop courses like that. I don't... I like I marathons. It's are good for
1: spectators. Nah.
2: Yeah. Imagine a point-to-point com games race. What if you do it be... Great Ocean Road, but like a loop? So,
0: like, find a, a nice section of it where you have, I don't know, five to ten k out, five to ten k back, and you do it twice. Like, well...
2: could do that. That could work. Um, maybe go out and back on it, even. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like
2: start that at one point. That would be pretty good. Go pretty good. K and then you could,
1: could, like the Gold yeah. Coast one used to do.
2: Could line mm. it with crowds. Yeah good question people would come down the surf coast and watch i mean you get how many people at bells beach you get you you would get a ton of people down there. look at how many people go to a cats game in geelong it's only half an hour further down the coast mm. yeah i
1: like it what about that.
2: There, plus other countries start I... the
1: campaign
2: oh mate mona's going hard on it i don't think i can compete with the mona like media factory
1: since, kind of. since selling the store, he's really cut off connections to Ballarat, hasn't he, Crooks
2: Nah, <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> yes. I thought about this the other day, and I'm like, guys, we can do better than the marathon in Ballarat, I reckon. Like, I love Ballarat, I love the people, love Mona. Don't think it's the best place for the Com Games marathon. Um, I reckon you could do it on the Great Ocean Road. And cool. I'm not, my store is not even on the Great Ocean Road. Laps, store, report,
0: Laps through Port of Achuca. Yeah, That's I'm
2: still... in. New isn't it?
0: No, actually, the cheek yeah. is not. Very close. No.
1: Well, I think we've got some shooting or something up here in Moama. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah? Yeah, clay shooting or something like that. I think we've got that. That's about the only thing we got. I think Benio's got a gets? few things.
2: long gets some rowing probably or something. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, well, pretty... no, Ballarat surely gets the rowing.
1: Yeah, because they had that in the lake back at the Olympics, didn't they? They
2: did, 56. yeah. Beautiful setup. Excellent setup for rowing there.
1: So what year was this? Com Games and. 2000...
0: 26.
1: So we got the Oli- that's not
2: far off. We got
1: the Olympics in 28 as well. No, 32. No, 32. Yeah. Jeez, a bit happening, isn't there? What are they, Brisbane? they Brisbane. Mm.
2: Yeah, right.
1: How is how's that local stadium in Ballarat going to have like the track and field? Well, They had a footy yeah. game there on the other <laughs> weekend. It was like 17,000 people. Not even that. No, well, know, that's
2: Mars Stadium. So is that you the same stadium? Put, uh, no, oh, well, it could be. That's the only place they could put it with crowd is Mars Stadium. You've got to drop a track in. Otherwise, you can't go to Lambert yeah. it... <laughs> You you would have to go to Mars Stadium, put a track in. It's a pretty nice stadium, to be honest. And it's Com Games. You don't need like fucking like eighty thousand at it. You're not going to get that.
1: But you got the MCG like an hour down the road. Yeah, but but do at least you saw how you... that was in two thousand six. Yeah, that
2: was epic. That was epic. But it's not in Melbourne, mate. Com Games regional Victoria. So we're doing what we can.
1: True. Yeah, Bendigo's got nothing that compares to Mars. Anyway, interesting. Well, you've got your
0: long, don't you? You've got your
2: long legs. Does that like... mean they're
0: just going to yeah, have multiple what... multiple athletes' villages?
1: Must, depending on what... Like, there's got to be like 12 yeah, people can't... up here in Echuga. The yeah, shooters. you can't
2: travel to Moama. Yeah. Like, it's going to be interesting. A they
1: could fly them in like they did those girls to the store gift. Who flew in? You know, like Cat um, Bissett and all that. Melissa Duncan. It flew in the stall. Yeah, from Melbourne. Who did? Little plane. I don't know who was paying for it, but yeah, they didn't drive. Jeez. Is this a, Do you, do you feel like that.
0: the this whole setup of having it regional Victoria is almost like started the demise of Com Games and the importance of it? I just feel like no one really wants to put up their hands to host a COM Games anymore. So it's like, all right, we'll we'll do it, but we'll just have it like regional yeah. Victoria. It's definitely like the vibe on that too really starting to lose its well what it was when I was growing up
2: I, I feel the same it's like no one wanted it that's and then it even came to like it's like oh yeah i guess we'll do it um yeah. but but you're not having it in the city
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll not give you the mcg it's going to impact the cricket or the footy
2: or whatever uh i i know it does it it it's not a great sign for it is it it's not yeah. a great like I mean, I feel like,
1: especially Olympics, when we just had it, like we had it like two years ago.
2: Yeah, and there's a lot of debt from an Olympics. Like, it's a big risk for a city. Like, and I'm not. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm going to the Olympics now and thinking, a lot of this, a lot of the um, community really don't like it in their in their city when they have it. Like, if you look at Tokyo, there was a lot of complaints about that, and then there was Rio. I know. Like, those, that country went into a lot of debt, didn't they, after hosting it? Mm. Um, yeah, there's probably some cities that can afford it better than others, though.
1: Oh, we've got a few years to talk about that anyway, boys, but thanks mm. for the question, Chris. Um, Moose on the Loose, purchase of the Week, Rules of Strava.
2: Yeah, well, I, oh, Rules of Strava, big one for me. So I've been going out and having a crack at some segments on the bike, came fifth on one today, that was a pretty big deal. Because I actually went through a puddle halfway up the segment I nearly mentioned that on the comments but yeah just let it go let it slide um, came fifth which is pretty good considering it was a sandy track as well a lot of I've got some good excuses on the bike but you know on the bike people use e-bikes now with motors like Brie. so she can zip up these climbs and take course records off people but she's still on a bike no one has any way of knowing so the only, like, it's obvious when someone's on a bike ride and takes a running segment, you can flag that straight away. Whereas on a bike, on an e-bike, there's just no way of knowing. And so it gets, like, it makes things real murky. Um, so, yeah, rules of Strava there. You've got to call the e-bike stuff out. If you're on one, be honest. Do you think
1: this annoys me, rules of Strava, when I check my notifications on my phone and it says that someone's taken one of my course records? And it's clearly, I click on it and sounds like morning bike ride, but it's just uploaded as a run. But there's no way I can do it through the app on my phone yeah, that's to annoying. flag it. So then like, I'm literally checking my phone when I'm walking into work or something. So then I'm like, well, will I remember after work to open my laptop, go to that person's run, flag it just so I can have this segment next to my name? I'm like, no, of course I'm not going to spend my time doing that. So segments for, for me are kind of like dead now. Because you've yeah. got to police it yourself and I reckon that's that's stupid. You shouldn't have to do that.
2: You know you know who has a direct line to Strava?
1: Michael Kernahan.
2: Big oh. Sticks Kernahan. Yeah, I'll he, see him at he, Jails
1: Park in a couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, no, if you wanna if you want a direct email, he'll have the contact. I can't see
1: how it can't be just as simple like flag this thing, just click the button. Because you can do a lot on the app these days.
2: Put it on the phone, exactly. Yeah. It's not that hard. Bang, flag. Yeah. This is wrong. And then all of yeah, like I don't like it. I don't. I think that's a good one from you. Hmm. Maybe yep. some more. That I also bought something that I'm trying to, like, um, remember. I think it was relevant.
1: Oh yeah, there was a. Pho- Did you put a photo up of your bike today?
2: Oh, Bree went. Bree, Bree put that Bree up.
1: Bree like it. that. Well, I don't know anything about bikes, but a few people rode in.
2: What this, do you mean? This, Wrote
1: to you? Right, yeah, people write to me all the time about you. How
2: did they write to you? It was on Bree's Instagram. Because
1: they've seen Bree's Instagram and then written to me. This is what the message says How's Moose complaining about the cost of cycling, but is riding one of the most expensive brands worldwide in specialised, and his clothing is MAP. It doesn't get more boutique when it comes to cycling gear.
2: I bought it second hand.
1: Well, that's just what people are writing in.
2: I bought my bike second hand. This I don't listener my...
1: doesn't ever live in Australia either. I love it.
2: I bought it off Facebook, that's
1: fucked. <laughs> People um, watching you out there, buy cheaper gear moose, will stop complaining about it.
2: Nah, no, I just bought an audio book um, app. no, oh, guys... no,
1: no, 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 I can tell you how to do this for free.
2: Oh, damn
1: it, I've already yeah. paid. No, no, so you go to your um, local library. No, no, library. tell me
2: later, don't do this. That's don't good, this.
1: anyway, how, which one have you tell bought? Audible.
2: Yeah, I bought Audible. Nah, I'll tell you off here how
1: to do this for free. Just go to a local member at your library. Anyway, really? Yeah. So if you've got a library card at your local library, then they've got a service and you just you can browse the books and just borrow them.
0: I reckon, Moose, I reckon Moose is above the public library, though. He oh. likes he likes having things of his own and not having to give them back. Ah, you get to borrow them, borrow into your phone for two see. or three weeks. I just I renewed one today. have to go today. into the library? There's no way Moose is library.
1: No, libraries have actually improved heaps. Most of them are new these days. Um, uh, once you get your library card, you set, you just have to put, you just download the app and then put your library card number in and then you just get to borrow them.
2: Oh yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. For free? For free. Yep.
1: You get them for well, like,
2: You get all the catalog.
1: You get all the, oh wow, what they've got available is audiobooks. It's called BorrowBox. It's a green app. And How's it's the catalog look? Yeah, pretty good. It depends on what library. So like when I click on mine, it says like loading Compassby, which is my local shire.
2: Oh, you only get the local one.
1: You only get the local one, yeah. So you'd probably well, have more at yours. It's pretty well, good. You listen to it when you, you run your my, How do you
2: know my, my local library has that?
1: Wouldn't you be like Geelong system?
2: Um, you, it'd
1: be a big library system down there.
2: Yeah, I know. Yeah, the library is where all the um, people without internet go and look at Facebook.
1: Yeah, you see a few of those in there when you go pick up your books. Anyway, I'll give you some details off there. Uh, what's going up? Croaks ten k this week. Predictions. What are you gonna run? You give us your your time first. <laughs> I
0: have no idea. I really, like. Um, I don't know. I haven't run.
1: What's the weather looking like? Uh,
0: a Sydney little bit weather. wet. A little bit wet and a touch windy. I think. Geez, it's gonna rain a um, week up there. Yeah. Uh, hang on. Let me check. Twenty-one um, k yeah, yeah. winds. Ooh. Look, I've. I feel really good running I feel like really like strong at the moment um, like I've done a lot of 10k race pace stuff like I've run uh, like one kilometer in three minutes like in months um, yeah so I don't know look I reckon um, uh, if I have a good day and it's not and the weather's good maybe 30 30 um, more likely thirty one ish um, but I 'd like to think that i 'd break thirty one thirty
1: put a timer so, most, what 's your run
2: Well, depends how activated he is <laughs> <laughs> um, now i 'm going to say um, I reckon he's fit he 's always fitter than he thinks he is, uh, but the trickier is to not look at his long runs because if you look at his long runs, you think he'll run thirty minutes and and that 's only because if i 'm running his long runs at that pace. I'm much fitter but yeah oh, 30 45 that's what he'll run
1: yeah i don't like this weather i'm gonna go mm. in 30 <laughs> 30 50. yeah but that's, I think now, 30 25 shape
0: bomb has wind westerly 15 to 20 turning south to southwesterly 20 to 30 during the morning so and mm. 2 to 15 mils of rain um so if it's raining do which so do I go Alpha Fly or Next Percent Two in terms of grip? Oh, Next Percent Two, definitely Next Percent Because I reckon you
1: want to be lower to the ground in the
0: wet. Because the problem is the problem as well is the the run now goes around the stadium, which I reckon has a lot of those like um, pavers yeah. pavers stuff, which is quite bloody quite slippery in the wet. So I don't know which which of those shoes has the better grip
2: between yeah. the Vapor and what.
0: Well, the next, next percent
2: two in the um, alpha fly. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah, that's – I don't think there is an answer for that.
0: Yeah, okay. No.
1: Good luck, Bradley. Yeah. Uh, Thank also you. Also things coming up. The uh, shoe geeks coming out next couple of days. That went to Patreon today. So uh, you and Knitter, Tom DeCano unavailable for this week, for this month, Moose. Hard no, to no, he's down. left
2: us. Yeah, he left us. Mm.
1: I think I saw a photo of him at the beach or something today, though.
2: Yeah, mate, pretty can't, bad. Can't do
1: shoe gigs just sitting on a mate, beach somewhere.
2: A to it was unavailable. <laughs> then posted that. You know that ain't going down well. I think re- we'll get a new I think we'll get her, a new third member. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Um, and also Gold Coast Marathon Weekend live show. Things are getting planned there. We got. Uh, I think we've got a venue locked down. Just getting a few partners sorted, Bradley, and then we could probably go tickets next week, couldn't we? Yeah. We're so
0: I. Yeah, so I've pretty much secured the venue. Um, so I replied to the email today saying, yep, let's uh, book it. So we'll announce, maybe announce the venue next week once they've got back to me and it's all confirmed.
1: Perfect. That's good. Looking forward to that. All right, we're well done, boys. Enjoy your uh, week. Anything coming up special between now and next week? Other than the Sydney 10, of course.
0: Uh, not um. for me. just back to work.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Wado's Water, come down to Anglesey. Is so, it? yeah, I'm going to get jump on the bike. Got some big work. He's getting fit, that boy. Doing Great Road Marathon. He's going real well. So, I'll get on the bike with him. He's got a couple of big workouts down here. I
1: wouldn't mind seeing Elite Fields for that. Preview that before it happens. Um, and also, Elite Fields for Sydney Ten Croaks. We've spoken about you, but who's headlining men's? Kieran Tall? Uh
0: yeah, well, he's Jagen the Cox. He's the course record holder. Kieran Perkins. Uh, Archie Reid, Nathan Stoat.
1: Kieran
2: Perkins. Yep. (laughs) The swimmer.
1: Yeah. Uh, Lisa Waitman in the women's. Leanne Mm -hmm. Pompiani, Yep. Jessica Stenson scratching, I've heard.
2: Yeah, that's correct. Oh, no good.
0: No, No, she's good. I think just wants to focus on training. Putting some weeks together. Yeah.
1: Mm. All right, boys. See us again next week. Uh, No interview this week, but we'll have one next week, I think. We're done.
0: Have a good week.
2: Well right,
0: I, if New Balance only made one running shoe, it would be the 1080. It is their best running shoe, period. With fine-tuned underfoot cushioning and an overall streamlined look, the Fresh Foam X 1080 V12 represent a subtle but impactful evolution of the flagship Fresh Foam running shoe. The 1080 offers a supportive second skin style fit with an engineered hypo knit upper for a more streamlined overall design.